ACAST. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Society 13 Podcast Network. Redefining Podcasts. Society-13.com I like to listen. You want to see something really scary? You bet. Music. Horror. Art. Politics. And overall badass. Welcome to Kettle Whistle Radio. For real. On Society 13 Networks. Cuckoo for caca. Cuckoo for caca. Yeah. Cuckoo for caca. I don't know if that's the best way to start off an episode, but why not? Um, yeah, so we're cuckoo for caca here. I'll tell you what, man. If they're listening to this one, then they missed a good episode with Collide, um, the band Collide, that you introduced me to. Yeah. And they were wonderful people, Corinne Absolutely. and Static. That was a great show. That was, uh, I believe, episode 189. Um, so just go back one. You can do the math there, folks. It's not too tough. But thanks for listening today, Kettle Whistle Radio. Folks, friends, and fiends, it's me and Sean. And uh, I got to say, I think I found the worst driving to work music today from an unlikely person. Uh, trying to start my day off, you know, usually coffee and metal or something riveting to get me going. And I made the mistake of putting on a little bit of Chris Cornell. And yes, it's great music, but this is the stuff I have in my hands. I'm holding here the original motion picture soundtrack to the deluxe edition of Singles. Now, there's like unreleased stuff on here and a whole lot of Chris Cornell. But talk about bumming you out. Didn't exactly wake me up. And um, yeah, it brought me right down. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but the music's wonderful, but you can hear it. Like, I mean, way back then in his voice and the lyrics, Jesus. I mean, it's just like too much. But yeah, I, he, I'm i still mad at him. And it's only recently that I have started listening to Kurt Cobain again. And, uh, and I, I love Nirvana, but 
I couldn't listen to the music for a while. Uh, Soundgarden, I was getting back into them. I have their whole catalog. Saw them live a year or two ago or two years just before he died. I guess it was two, maybe three years now. Yeah. Might be longer than that because I went with Heather and Ms. D. And um, I think maybe that's five years ago they were Did in Pittsburgh. Did you go when they played with the Nine Inch Nails? No, no, show? no. This They, no. they headlined. Um, and it was at Stage AE in Pittsburgh. Uh, and he was phenomenal. Cornell was great. Uh, ben Shepard was having a little bit of a shit fit on stage, being a, a big baby, and he threw his bass. I don't know, even know why, what he was doing. But it was funny how they just kept playing and ignored his antic. But yeah, uh, the Cornell stuff kind of bummed me out. So then I, I like randomly, and this is strange, on my uh, USB disc that I stick in my car every now and then, it has random music all over the place. But one of my old episodes came up because somebody wanted to hear it, I guess. Uh, it, God knows why. But um, yeah, episode 176 with Brian DeVoe of Nine Days, who's a great guy. Uh, they don't tune in to listen to me, folks. But um, Brian DeVoe of Nine Days, I grew up with him on Long Island, and um, episode 176 is him. And he had gone through a really rough period, and um, his parents both had passed away in a year, and uh, he, but he has his own songs. It just, I recommend going back to it, because um, listening to him kind of made me feel better, because it took me back to that place on Long Island. He, he talks about going attic diving and finding his old comic books. He wrote a great song about it called I Wish You Were Well, um, mostly about family, but the old times and remembering and nostalgia. And it just like it put me in a good mind space and made me want to go record a show because I was inspired by by him, an old friend. Um, and nine days, I mean, I, that's a, probably not your cup of tea. I don't know. I mean, I'm not really into pop music, but when I found out it was a friend, I really listened to the music more in depth, and I, I really became a fan. I ne- I never really listened to Nine Days, but I, I will tell you, my wife does know his music. Oh, so. Yeah. Yeah, John is the lead singer, uh, but Brian, like I said, they write the music together. And mm-hmm. Brian's got an amazing voice for just doing back vocals on that, a lot of that stuff. And his his own stuff, independent stuff, is great. And I'm hoping he, we get to hear some of that. But this is the best part about listening to that episode way back when. And not, it wasn't that long ago. But um, as I'm talking to Brian, it, it, I'm talking about how I do the show by myself. Miss D and Heather departed to do other things, and um, I, so I was hold, pretty much carrying the show. And uh, it would be two days later, and I, I talk about it on this episode that I was I had tickets for ministry, mm-hmm. and Miss D and Heather and myself all were going. And uh, it would be two days later that I would meet you, yep. and that was just strange um, how that came about. And I actually was talking about it, and. and um, I mean, yeah, that was uh, what, what, what was that tour? Which what did they call that tour ministry? That was um, you know, I don't even know. I don't even know what they called it. It was a great show. <laughs> it was fun, but yeah. So and then the next thing I know, I have a co-host again, and we've been doing this now a couple of episodes now. You're about what six or seven in? Yeah, right? six, seven, eight, yeah. something like that. Something like that. <laughs> man. And uh, Sean also let me borrow uh, his uh, hard drive with some of his music. And it came across as very creep, very creepily familiar. There was stuff on there that I couldn't believe you had, um, like Mark Lanigan and then Elbow. You like Elbow? Oh, I love Elbow. They're good. They're an amazing band. I found them by mistake too. Yeah. Actually, I got into them and I got into another band called uh, Porcupine Tree at the same time. I don't um, know them. It's uh, Steve Wilson. He's kind of like a you know a Trent Reznor kind of guy. He he writes and does all the music. But in Porcupine Tree, it was a, I think it was collaborative. Okay. But uh, now he does all his own solo music. So it's a lot like Porcupine Tree was a lot kind of like um, 
not like Pink Floyd, but yet kind of like Pink Floyd in, in a way, but more, you know, more modern, rocky version of that. Interesting. Yeah. Definitely, yeah, definitely prog music. Okay. Prog music. Okay. Mm-hmm. I, I don't, like that, it's so funny. That's just a weird term. That goes from, uh, from Tool all the way back to Rush. And, yeah. you know, just, and uh, Dream, Dream Theater. If you're from Long Island, you call them Dream Theater. Uh, King Crimson. There you go. Mm-hmm. It's such a. But yeah, I, I I can't say I'm a huge uh, prog fan, but there are times where there is definitely a time and place for that music in my life. And a lot of times it's driving on long trips and stuff. But um, let's see. There's a few things I wanted to talk about here. I wasn't ready to do it, but then I ended up posting on Facebook a rant on the Last Jedi. Um, I don't know if I just took the bait that, that, uh, what's his face? My least favorite Ryan Johnson. Um, am I taking the bait with that movie? Meaning is he alluding to the fact and lying to everybody that, uh, Luke is not that, that Luke is dead, that he's uh, found a way into the force. He could find a way back out. Is that a possibility? That's interesting. I know I haven't even thought of that. I'm hoping for that because this is the first time in my life that I'm not looking forward to a Star Wars movie. Well, I, I think I said in a, one of the past episodes we did recently that you know I felt like that character was just ruined. Yeah. I mean, yeah, he ruined it. He ruined it. Not Mark Hamill. Uh, Ryan Johnson did. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's just like yeah, he took some the childhood uh, hero of hope. And, and granted. I'm okay with heroes dying in movies, but it seems to me <laughs> that he should have been in the third act. Um, if you're going to kill off a major character, wait till the third act. Hand, hand went in the first. We knew that was coming. It fits the story. It was supposed to happen in Empire, per Harrison Ford. Um, and it, it, it made sense that he was going to sacrifice himself for the good of his family and friends. But the Luke thing... I mean, we're waiting for this huge comeback. And it ends up that the lightsaber battle with him and Kylo wasn't even a real battle. Yeah. Lied about that, too. I mean, the, 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 the ability that Luke projected in the movie was amazing. Yeah. Right? Yeah. But just underwhelmed by what we actually got in that movie. Yeah, yeah. And that's not the actor's fault. No. It's, it's the material. Yeah. Definitely the material. Um, I recently talked to my buddy, John Towers, who you guys would know from the Apocrypha and other podcasts, Red Horse Radio, back in the day. And he's on the Society 13 network that all of us are on here. Um, I compare the fight Kylo Ren versus Luke as Bugs Bunny versus Daffy Duck. Um, Luke being Bugs Bunny, pressing all the buttons, and here comes Kylo Ren dressed in black and doing Daffy Duck freak out because Luke got under his skin I thought it was hysterical yeah that was but it was funny but do I want everything in Star Wars to be funny no it should have been a real showdown I understand what they were going because he even Luke says what does everybody want but uh, Luke Skywalker the legend to show up and and fight off the Empire with his laser sword all by himself and technically yeah that's what he did <laughs> so that was a, a I guess sort of a joke on the audience uh, but then he's not really there, which is a joke on the fans. Uh, we wanted a little more Luke than we got. And to see him, he's just an old, bitter man. And I don't know. Uh, I didn't buy it. Yeah. 
He throws the lightsaber. Okay, that's funny at first, but this is the way now when he says he's not going to leave the island. He really doesn't leave the island. We even get a shot of his X-Wing in the water. I'm thinking, ooh, he's going to get that and change his mind. All this building to nothing. To nothing. Um, Admiral Akbar killed off screen. What? I mean, he, he's a beloved character. And they kill him off screen? I know there's a problem. There's some friction with the actor that played Admiral Akbar because he didn't have a lot of speaking parts in either in, was it he had nothing in Rogue One and he uh, had nothing in Force Awakens I think there was no Admiral Akbar talking right I don't think I don't think so no, no. he didn't because there, there was a problem there but that's a problem in itself you can't do that and you kill a major character off screen alright yeah my geekiness is coming out and I put this thing on my Facebook page because I just had had enough I'm like well I, I had other problems with that movie like I think I read somewhere about the what I can't remember her her name, but um, the lady that was from the first Jurassic Park that played the, the uh, Laura Dern, yeah, the Holdo maneuver, yeah. So why why didn't they just uh, why didn't one of the robots or one of the you know something take over the ship? Why did she have to stay? I mean, I mean it was just yeah. Uh, they, it seemed they could even have an autopilot. <laughs> And why wasn't this procedure used? Why couldn't they do that with all their ships all at once and take out an entire fleet? I don't know. It's, there are parts of that movie I really like. I, I enjoy the battle scenes. Um, I, I think we talked on this one uh, where... What's her name? Uh, the new female character. Um, got her name. She goes on. The, they go uh, casino shopping. Uh, her and... Uh, oh, God. I'm just exhausted by the whole thing. But, yeah, the fact that they go to this casino and they have a fruitless plan that come it doesn't come to fruition. They fail. The only thing that people have told me that you're supposed to get out of that is the little kid with the broomstick at the end showing hope in the universe inspired by them crushing the casino with their, I don't know, stupid antics. And I literally fast forward through their whole little adventure. I, if I watch it again, I've watched it four or five times because I want it to get better and it doesn't. I saw it once in the theater. I saw it once at home and I probably won't watch it again yeah, unless I, forced to. Right. But I don't know. Is there any chance that he's pulling the wool over our eyes? But I mean, if it, the original Star Wars movies or, or even the prequels, if those come on, I will literally sit down and watch them. Yeah, me too. Yeah. And even, you know... Probably I would The Force Awakens, too. But, and, you know, Rogue One and the new um, Han Solo movie, I would watch those repeatedly. Yep. I mean, those are all great movies. But mm-hmm. the, that, the Last Jedi, yeah. Yeah, he uh, really, I don't know. He managed to piss off an entire uh, legion. But, yeah. Uh, anyway. So, I don't know. Anything else on The Last Jedi for you? I mean, I, 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 I didn't want to talk spoilers, you know, six months ago. But, you know, it's all there now. Who cares? No. Um, yeah, moving on. Um, let's see here. So there is a website eventually going up, um, that our buddies from Paranormal State, uh, Katrina and Heather, who used to be on this show, are putting together. It's a paranormal website. I don't have an actual title for it yet, and I asked Heather today if uh, if there's a launch date. Not yet, but there's going to be true, um, ghost stories on there written by people like myself that experienced something. And my something came during a uh, life-threatening thing I went through. Um, uh, but the story's called Boozle, and we'll just leave it at that. Uh, that is the name of a cat. Hmm. And uh, the story itself, I, well, Heather liked it. It'll eventually be on this website that um, 
her and Katrina putting together, among other paranormal um, stories and newer stories. So that should be interesting coming down the road. Um, are you going to contribute anything to that? Any real ghost stories? Um, I could probably contribute the stories of uh, sleep paralysis. That ah, I've had, yes. Which is a an interesting topic. We keep avoiding that one. <laughs> I don't know if this is when we're going to do it because this is totally unscripted. Um, I don't know because your choice. Well, I mean, for probably since maybe 1991, um, it all started at a friend's house. Uh, a friend lived in a very old farmhouse uh, here in Pennsylvania, and uh, it, it was an active horse farm. Uh, but the farmhouse was really old uh, from, like, early 1800s. It's actually a historic landmark. Um, they can't tear it down or anything like that. So um, people still live there now, but uh, my friend no longer lives there. His family doesn't live there anymore. But it all started there. I would um, – and, and for people that don't know what sleep paralysis is, you you wake up. Your mind wakes up, but your body doesn't wake up. And you um, feel as though there's a presence um, that's around you or near you or something ominous is, is, is about to happen. And it's terrifying. And, um, you try to force yourself awake. You try anything you can do. You try to call out, you try to scream, you try whatever you can do, but it just, it doesn't come out. And then, and usually when I pull myself out of it, it's like I've thrown myself awake. And, um, it, it's it's really it's really creepy. Sometimes it happens, and I feel like it. And it even happens to this day. It doesn't happen quite as frequently as when I was younger, but um, it does happen today. It happens in the home that I live in now. It's happened at my parents' house. It's happened at. It's almost like, you know, something's followed you. Hmm. Um, it's happened at various apartments that I've lived at, and um, you know, you get like sometimes when you're in the state and you know what's happening. It's like you get the this creepy crawly feeling over your body, like something is trying to take you from your body, and, and it's, it's just... been affiliated with uh, alien abduction too. I don't know if you know that. Yeah, um, some people feel like you know they've joined the two together. You know, I, I've just read a lot about it. I don't know if that's your case. <laughs> no, but I, c I can honestly say that this has probably happened to me in the in the hundreds, easily two three hundred times. Hmm. Jesus. Yeah. All from like 91, 92. Wow. Wow. When's the last time it happened? Maybe three months ago. Wow. Uh, has your wife witnessed this? No. She's I asleep. She, I don't think she's aware. <laughs> she sleeps yeah. through your, your hell. <laughs> yeah. There you go. Yeah, I've often wondered that, you know, <laughs> yeah. if, if, you know, if, if anybody nearby, you know, my wife, of course, if if she notices something, but you know, we've never talked about it. Hmm. Hmm. Now I'd be afraid to approach her with that one. Um, you, I, I you should ask her. Yeah, <laughs> I want to know. I will. Yeah, <laughs> really, is it like for all, for all you know, you're floating <laughs> she up. Thinks to I'm the weird <laughs> enough already. So <laughs> she finds you floating up to the ceiling. You know, and, ah, it's just Tuesday. You know, <laughs> eh, don't worry about it. <laughs> that's, that's, I'm, that's, just, I'm just dealing with some stuff. You know, it's frightening. Now, what what about uh, your family? Like before you met her, would this didn't happen when you were younger, or did it? 
Oh yeah, I mean, I, I mean, I'm 40 now. It's it's 2018. This has happened since '92. So, so I mean, yeah. it's it's happened. It, uh, you know, I've lived with friends. I've lived at my mom's house. You know, obviously, um, I've, you know, uh, stayed other places that it's happened that I didn't live there. Um, so it's, again, it goes back to you know, it's almost like something is with you or follows you or, you know, you've opened yourself up to something somehow and it's it's a part of you. Um, Mm -hmm. but others think that it's just the mind that's waking up and your body's still asleep and it has nothing to do with the paranormal. So, you know, there's, there's the non-believers as well. Right. Well, I recently purged through methods of death myself and, uh, am currently rebooting my life. I, yeah, just, I I got sick. Something, something weird happened to me. There's kind of a, um, uh, family oriented uh, illness thingy but I'm better now it's gone thank god knock on wood but yeah I mean uh, that's where I had my experience and it was uh, it was more than well I can't really talk about it yet because it's going to be a published story um, uh, on that site like I said when once that's up and running but yeah hopefully you guys will check it out because uh, it, it, it's funny too it's not just this morbid thing but I was just in a very weird state at that time, and it wasn't just <laughs> medication. It was, there was some weird shit going on. Um, and if you're in an ICU long enough, they say shit will go down, um, yeah. either in your mind or the drugs and or the people there. <laughs> in my case, it was a combination of everything, but definitely environmental. There was... It was creepy. Yeah. But, yeah, we'll get more on that down the road. Uh, something else we definitely wanted to hit on. We were, we were going to talk about movies that rock. But, in other words, um, soundtracks. Soundtracks that rock. And sometimes better than the film itself. Um, I have lists. I have stacks. You hear that, kids? CDs. I have stacks of soundtracks. Soundtracks were the coolest way to... Fine music because you got uh, basically a variety pack of bands and different sounds, uh, as opposed to now where it seems like they try to get all the same sounds on one soundtrack. Back then, you could have Cypress Hill and Megadeth on the same soundtrack. Yeah, and I loved that. And um, that would be Last Action Hero, by the way. <laughs> um, yeah, Last Action Hero, one of the worst movies ever made, um, and ever could could call itself. A freaking action film. I honestly, I have it right here. I bought the soundtrack, and I never saw the movie uh, until I got drunk one night back in college, and it happened to be on. And I'm glad I don't remember too much from it because it was horrible, awful. But this last action hero soundtrack on this alone, folks. ACDC, Alice in Chains have two of their greatest songs on here. Uh, what the hell have I and and um, let's see here. Oh, uh, feeling better. That's like one of my favorites. But um, Fishbone Swim is fantastic. Cypress Hill Cock the Hammer, one of my favorites. Yeah, a little better is the Allison Chains, the other song. Anthrax Poison My Eyes. Aerosmith Dream On. I don't know how that got onto this soundtrack, but yeah, it's a classic song. Um, and I joked about somebody writing a song called last action hero somebody had to do it tesla did it Ugh. and i i liked i'm a tesla fan but that song not good um let's see queen's also ended up on there too and uh queen's let's see which one was that 
real world, I can care less about that. But Megadeth, Angry Again, what a great freaking song. Mm-hmm. That's a great song. Um, but yeah, that's that's it. This is a last section here is a soundtrack worth looking into. Don't watch the movie, folks. Don't watch the movie. How about this down here? Before we anybody knew who Buckethead was, he was on that soundtrack. Michael Kamen with Buckethead. Uh, help me out. I don't know Michael Kamen. Should I? Uh, I'm Fuck. Useless today. I think I think he had something to do with a Queen of the Damned soundtrack Ooh. as well, which is another fantastic soundtrack and horrible movie. And there it is. Yeah. It happens, folks. It's a real thing. Um, I there are some good ones. Okay, I, I got to say, like I said, I'm holding. I said this previously. The singles soundtrack, uh, the motion picture deluxe soundtrack came out a couple of years ago. You can't beat this. I mean, if you're a Seattle person back in the day, uh, Allison Chains, Pearl Jam, Chris Cornell, Paul Westerberg, formerly of the Replacements, for you youngins out there, Love Mongers, do the Battle of Evermore. That is Anna Nancy Wilson. Mm-hmm. And it's an incredible um, reproduction of um, the Battle of Evermore, Zeppelin. Yep. Do you like that? I love that song. Mother Love Bone. Incredible. Chloe Dancer's on there. Um, and I found out this recently, going back to Chris Cornell. I didn't know this, that um, what's the the guy, the lead singer of Mother Love Bone? Um, I always forget his name. but Andy he, Wood. Andy, and, thank you, Andy Wood. Um, he was roommates with Chris Cornell. Mm-hmm. And I believe they shared, uh, well, more than drugs together, I think, music. But they definitely were partaking. And when Wood died, that affected Cornell and brought him to that place early on. Yeah, Actually, that Chris Cornell song that's on there is one of my absolute favorites that he ever did. I hope it's not one I was driving to. Which one? Because now, now there's five of them on there, on the new version. Well, I didn't see the new version yet. Well, let's see. Nowhere But You, Spoon Man, of course. It's 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 a different version. It's a remix. Um, let's see. Flutter Girl. I think uh, from the original soundtrack, isn't it called Seasons? Uh, seasons, solo? yeah. yeah that, that, oh, that's a beautiful song. That, that song. Yeah, I love yeah, that. That brings me to tears. Yeah. Well, yeah, thinking about it. And then there's Birth Ritual by Soundgarden, um, which is an incredible tune. Yeah. Um, and let's see here. I, I love that Mud Honey got on here finally on this this take uh, of the sound. They should have been more prominent. Uh, <laughs> they, they did their version, uh, their another version of uh, Touch Me, I'm Sick, which is great. They did Touch Me, I'm Dick. <laughs> and it's actually by Citizen Dick, who is uh, our boy Matt Dillon's band. Uh, Citizen Dick uh, singles great movie great soundtrack this that doesn't happen often mm-hmm. doesn't happen often uh, Mike McCready has a single on here as well on this remix uh, this uh, reimagining of the single soundtrack that's one where you got bonus on both ends movie and soundtrack yeah anything come to mind for you because I have stacks as, as, you, as you can see here I think I'm going to play a commercial so you think about it okay and we'll get right back to you. I'm not afraid of the dark, but you should be. There are things that dwell here in the dark. Things best left unseen. With the initial smoke clear from the fall of tomorrow, the blood now flows even thicker with dwelling in the dark. Eleven stories. All bits of the same mysterious puzzle. Fitting together with horrific parallels to its predecessor. Get ready for new, truly terrifying tales. 
set in the broken world from the fall of tomorrow. Take a closer look at what's now dwelling in the dark. If you dare. Available on Amazon in traditional print and ebook. Get your copy today. Visit www.fairlydarkproductions.com for more info on the author and his work. Still here? Okay. Let's play a game. <laughs> Folks, um, and thanks for tuning in to Kettle Whistle Radio. And Sean is here with me, and we're going through stacks of CDs. Those are albums, kids. Um, things you don't get anymore. And, uh, you gotta <laughs> pay for your music. Yeah. And fuck you for not uh, Let's see here. Okay, uh, now this is where you'll disagree with me, probably. Um, that one that you're holding. Three thousand miles to Graceland. Yes, the Elvis impersonators, bank robbing, and all that fun stuff. Kevin Costner, Kurt Russell. Um, I enjoy that. I own the movie. It's not the best movie. The soundtrack kicks ass. Yeah. You want to read some of that? Yeah, so we have uh, Head PE, mm. Filter, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Nothing Face, mm-hmm. A3. Nothing Face I saw open for Ministry a long time ago. They're no more, but they were fun. Hmm. BT. I like BT. You ever listen to BT? Off of that, and I found some other stuff, and uh, I was surprised. Is that the one that has head noise on it? Oh, head noise. Uh, yeah, head noise is on here. They're on here, and I've been looking for them, and today, I own that going through your music, yeah. I was like, they do have an album. Yeah. And Sean has it. Now I have it. <laughs> um, they're out of print. Otherwise, yes, I'd go buy it. Probably be a buck somewhere. It's a shame, but yeah, um, that, that's actually a great. You know, head noise. I, I didn't know they were on this, but I found them on uh, the. Um, I think it was the La Femme Nikita soundtrack. Um, wow, that takes me back. Yeah, for the old TV show. Um, I can't think of the lady's name that was the, the Nikita. In it, but well, yeah, but no. the actual actress. But uh, that that soundtrack had you know, depression uh, mode, head noise. Um, all kinds of stuff. A lot of great stuff. That's it. Um, I, <laughs> I just thought of this because I, I, I just looked down. What, what shirt am I wearing? My Slayer shirt from the final show, which was incredible. You were there with your brother. Yeah. I was up on the hill. You were up front somewhere. Yeah, we were up near the stage. Um, that was a great show. Uh, yeah, Anthrax, Testament, oh, Lamb of God. Um, Behemoth. Behemoth, who... You love or hate? They're very bass heavy, uh, but they're would you call them death metal? Um, they borderline. Yeah, kind of black glo- metal, b- doom metal, doom mm-hmm. metal. Yeah, uh, we've talked about them before. Heather went to go see them. My boyfriend dragged her to see that, and she ended up liking it for the bass. Um, but you know, yeah, those kind of bands again. Th- those are kind of hit or miss for me because, you know, um, I really have to appreciate the music 
mm-hmm. to appreciate the vocals, the guttural vocals that are in a lot of those bands. Like, you know, if, if, if I'm thinking of bands that are, you know, maybe not similar, but bands that I actually like, like Carcass or Pig Destroyer. Or yeah, Pig Destroyer. Deicide or, mm-hmm. we talk know, about them. Um, you know, bands like that. So the, the, those are kind of the, the, the bands that I like. But Behemoth, I wasn't really a fan of. That's what you said. Yeah, I, I didn't get to see them. I heard them from the parking lot. I heard them from the, uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, yeah. Parking lot antics. <laughs> <laughs> a little bit going on there. Yeah. You may not be familiar with this one. This is where it's an even draw. Good movie, good soundtrack. Um, American Hardcore, The History of American Punk from 1980 to 1986. Hmm. Uh, there's some classic stuff on here. They didn't really miss too much. Um, Bad Brains, uh, let's see, Middle Class, Out of Vogue, uh, Black Flag, Nervous Breakdown, uh, Circle Jerks, Red Tape, Minor Threat, who I love. I have all their stuff, which... They, they weren't around very long, but they did a, a mm-hmm. nice body of work. Did you like them better, or did you like Fugazi better? Um, I'm. It depends on my mood. Mm-hmm. If I'm in the mood for punk rock, that's the first thing I'll put on. Yeah. Um, and Fugazi, I, I I like them. They're to me they're they're my soft rock, if you can imagine that. Oh. I yeah, and they're really not. It's mm-hmm. just. Uh, I listen to extreme music like yourself. So. Yeah. But if I'm in a mood, oh, yeah, I'll put that on. And I made the mistake. They bombed on two albums. I got the instrumental albums. Yeah. Ugh. <laughs> yuck. Big pile of yuck. Sorry, guys, but an instrumental of Fugazi? No, 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 no. <laughs> anyway, I, I was back to this American hardcore. Watch the movie, and then... What are you laughing about? And then... Um, you should find the soundtrack. I mean, this this is just so badass. DRI, Running Around. Uh, let's see here. I was a teenage fuck-up. I'm, I'm not talking about my paste-tasting days back in Long Island when I was a child. That, that's actually a song by Really Red. Um, I Hate Sports by Seven Seconds. Battalion of Saints does My Mind's Diseased. Um, it's, it, this is a great... I mean, if you like punk rock at all, it's essential to have the American Hardcore soundtrack. Um, and here's where you probably will differ with me again, depending where you are. I own every soundtrack to every movie that Rob Zombie has made. He makes excellent soundtracks that are fun and somewhat interactive because he puts blurbs from his movies in between songs. I love that. Mm-hmm. It takes you right back to it. The house of a thousand corpses. I'm a fan of the movie. Love the soundtrack too. Um, even the Halloween films, I have both soundtracks and they're amazing. I mean, you got, like, you go to Halloween, you got Blue Oyster Cult, going back to that. And Tyler Bates did a lot of the mixing and puts and producing. He produced this record. Um, his music is great and everything. The Misfits are in it. Uh, they do Halloween Part 2. Uh, Alice Cooper, Only Women Bleed. That, that just so Rob Zombie. Iggy Pop is on this Halloween soundtrack. Uh, let's see here. He threw Kiss on there, God of Thunder. I am not in the Kiss Army. I am in the Slayer Battalion. Yeah. So I don't know where you are with that. I was never a Kiss fan. Okay. Uh, I can appreciate Kiss, but I was never a Kiss fan. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, with uh, Nazareth, Peter Frampton. <sighs> For some reason, 10 o'clock every Saturday morning when I just want to hear like easygoing 70s music or whatever, and I'll put that on just to have it blasting through the house. For some reason, at 10 o'clock every Saturday, they play freaking Frampton Comes Alive. <laughs> I am so fucking sick of that song. I never liked it. And it's the live version that goes on for like 15 minutes. Yeah. So you know there's a DJ taking a shit somewhere during that whole period. Like, dude, can you play, put Stairway to Heaven on or something? <laughs> God sakes. 
Um, but yeah, so yeah, House of a Thousand Corpses, Halloween, great soundtracks, and Devil's Rejects. I love this one. Great movie, great soundtrack. And uh, I, <laughs> the free bird death scene at the end. Yeah. Now, here's, are we going to have a Ryan Johnson moment here? Because there's a third one coming out, or rather, Devil's Rejects Part 2. I don't know what they're calling it. Oh, Three from Hell. I have yeah. the T-shirt. Yeah. Um, three from Hell. I saw they played the, um, they played that trailer at the Rob Zombie and uh, Marilyn Manson Twins of Evil show. Oh, yeah, yeah, they showed it. I didn't make it to that show. It was good. Well, did you like Manson, that show? Manson was lo-fi, and um, we hope he's okay now because he has collapsed on stage since then and yep. quit the show after the one I saw. He was good. He was not himself. Um, him and Rob Zombie doing Helter Skelter was spot on. Yeah. Great way to end the show. Rob, you know, using his stripper moves, that dude dances like crazy. You know he's learned all his moves from his wife and well, other strippers. Ridiculous. I mean, he, he really entertains and puts on a great show. Well, now he's got, you know, shiny pants with fringes on it, and he shakes his <laughs> hips like a girl. But he is a very entertaining dude, and I love him, so I don't care. But, yeah, Devil's Rejects gets a two-thumbs-up soundtrack and movie. Uh, you got something along the line of soundtracks? Anything? Uh, I got more. Trust me, I can go on all day with this shit. Well, we got other stacks here, but one of my favorite movies that also has a great soundtrack is the first Underworld movie. Ah, yes. I don't know if you have that soundtrack. I think you have the second movie. Yeah, it's the second one, but that's a good one. They're all good. They're all good. You're right. Uh, But Evolution, we like for the same reason. Uh, Pussifer and... uh, God damn it. Well, the first... uh, Yeah, the first first, uh, soundtrack has... um, uh, the guitar player from Limp Biscuit and Richard Patrick from Filter did oh, uh, that. Man. Did, did, damning did, well. The damning well. That song is amazing. Hidden gem, folks. Uh, even if you don't like uh, Kate Beckinsale as a vampire, which I think you're insane, um, you are uh, buy the buy the soundtracks. Go find the soundtrack. That, that yeah. first Underworld is amazing. Well, I remember I bought the soundtrack specifically because when Skinny Puppy got back together and ah. they were going to release, they were going to release their new album um one of the songs that wasn't on the album they released on that soundtrack called optimized i believe mm. and uh that's the main reason i picked that up and um of course i love vampires so yeah. i saw the movie love the movie i mean look at her How can you, uh, come on now <laughs> um yeah there's a lot of good music on here uh oddly enough lacuna coil got on this one uh, Christina Scabia. Is it Scabia or Scabia? I think it's Scabia. Scabia just sounds I'm better. Sure. Those crazy Italians. Yeah. Um, uh, they're just actually very sweet people. Lacuna Coil, um, once again, on the Underworld Evolution soundtrack, um, She, they've been known to walk around in the crowd during shows. Hmm. And when they were on the OzFest tour, um, she herself was in up on the hill, hillside, walking through the grass, meeting people. Mm-hmm. And she's tiny, just a little thing, but sweet. And her voice will knock you over anyway. She's got to belt those things out, man, like crazy. But, um, yeah, she's just kind of walking around like a fan at OzFest meeting people. And they had played. They did that OzFest. (laughs) It was like, I found that uh, charming. Uh My memories of OzFest were pretty much drunken stupors. Oh, yeah. Before, (laughs) during, and after. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's that's why when I say that something's amazing, it's amazing I remembered it. Yeah. And it it stuck out, you know. And then the next day, the pain and the bruises uh, I, I saw some really great bands that I always wanted to see at OzFest and mm. uh, purposefully missed a lot of bands that I did not want to see <laughs> by sleeping at OzFest. <laughs> oh, no. Did yeah. you sleep on the hill? I know people have done that. Oh, yeah. In the grass. Yeah. Oh, yeah. In the mud flinging days. Yeah, man. Yeah. We, uh, it's dangerous. We, um, you could die. I think uh, 
I, f- I forget the ordering, but I, I want to say it was like Fear Factory played and then maybe um, Lincoln Park played and we fell asleep for Lincoln Park. We were like, you know, let's just lay down for a little while and take a nap and we'll wake up for the next band. And that's what we did. Very cool. Uh, this, it, yeah, na- you know what? Naps during festivals are essential. And, mm-hmm. and I, I can say that I, I didn't do it, but it did save some people's lives back in the Lollapalooza days when I was there. Um, I had a roommate. Who did, there was, somebody brought their kids to this one. And just before the Beastie Boys came on, I think L7 had gone off and and the pit opened up on the field at that point. And I had to get my – there was my roommate, Scott, who had passed out. And these kids were building a mud castle next to his head and around his head. <laughs> and I was watching L7, not paying attention. I turned down. He's on his back asleep and I passed out. And we there was a magazine that came. If you went to La Palooza, it was called Teeth. And I threw it on top of him. And so his head is part of a mud castle created by, you know, toddlers. And, you know, I don't know why parents brought kids to this thing, little kids. But I had to save him because then the pit opened up when the Beastie Boys hit. And he woke up like he had like twelve hours of sleep, and he was ready to roll again. Yeah, you know, he had to get the mud off, mud off his head, and you know, he never forgave me for the pictures I took. But you know, <laughs> I'd yeah, like, I'd like to see those someday. Oh, I got them. Yeah. Right. yeah, yeah, definitely. They may make the internet at some point because he has resur- resurfaced into my life. Uh, I have to throw back here to another Ozfest, not Ozfest, another Rob Zombie thing. This is another sound trip, but an unlikely one. And I love when people accessorize uh, physical objects from their stories. Um, that are still fiction, fictitious. Um, in The Devil's Rejects, you should be familiar with the characters, uh, Banjo and Sullivan. Mm-hmm. They are the band that <laughs> literally destroyed by The Devil's Rejects. Um, well, they had an, am- an actual album. I'm holding it. Banjo and Sullivan, The Ultimate Collection, 1972 to 78. On the back, it says, Rest in Peace. It has, <laughs> I love this, right inside the cover here. Here, read the inside cover to Banjo and Sullivan. Right there. Right here? Yeah. It says, it's... Adam Banjo, 1942 to 1978, and Roy Sullivan, 1910 to 1978. Rest in peace. That's the year I was born. Oh, boy. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's the year they died in the movie. Uh, and those two guys, um, one, one did pass away. Uh, Lewis, uh, Roy Lewis, Edward, Ed Lewis? I forget his name, but he was a country music singer. You guys would know him from, if you're horror fans, uh, he uh, originally in... Um, Salem's Lot. He was in that, and he was also he played Orville in Any Which Way But Loose and Any Which Way You Can. Um, but he is also Juliet Lewis is Juliet Lewis's father, hmm. right there. Yeah, and the guy that plays Roy is it Roy? Which the the blonde haired guy is in Walking Dead. He has half his face burned off. Um, he oh, plays yeah. Dwight. Oh, I didn't even know that. I didn't yeah. make the connection there. Yep, that's him, Banjo and Sullivan. But it's country music. And about a dead fake band, uh, well, from a dead fake band, but the music's great. It's like rock and roll country. It's so good, and uh, I can thank Rob for that one, Mr. Rob Zombie himself. And uh, let's see here. Oh, did you see this one? This is a fifty-fifty shot where soundtrack and movie are excellent. I saw the uh, the movie when it was released, uh, montage of heck, and uh, I thought it was really good. I think. Um, I can't remember who, but somebody said it was all not done very well. One, mm. of the, one of the people from that era, maybe, maybe Buzz from the Melvin, probably or somebody, yeah, somebody that was familiar with them, mm-hmm. you know, in person. But uh, well, there's Kurt and Courtney also. If you uh, 
if you watch all the movies about him and you know you just kind of listen to every side of it you make your own version up you know um what can i what else can you say uh but the soundtrack is amazing and the movie you know just draw your own conclusions there you know i don't believe courtney killed him but she certainly didn't help him <laughs> uh definitely not the person you want in your life if you're a recovering addict yeah you know. <laughs> maybe i'm crazy i don't know but yeah i enjoyed that one but yeah let's move along here with these soundtracks demon knight i absolutely adore this soundtrack um, Demon Knight, of course, was a Tales from the Crypt film. Great movie. Um, and you got Cemetery Gates, of course, from Pantera. Tonight We Murder by Ministry. Mm-hmm. Love that one. Mm-hmm. My Misery, uh, which I, I, I love uh, Machine Head. And that's I discovered them with this film. And this goes back near, what, mid-90s, Demon Knight? Yep. As their first album. They were out then. 93, uh, maybe, that came out? Yep, yep. And, uh... Man, there's just so many good bands on here. The Melvins are on this one, on Demon Knight. I forgot about it. They were on that. Um, let's see here. we got the Rollins Band and Biohazard, Sepultura, and, of course, Hey Man, Nice Shot made it onto that soundtrack by Patrick, uh, Richie Patrick, our, one of our favorites around here, who we are trying to get on the show. Yes. I know you've solicited I have, too. Mm-hmm. Cross your fingers, folks. Um but yeah, man, Demon Knight, I give that two thumbs up. I really like the movie and I love the soundtrack. So I don't know. How, where are you with this one? I know you're familiar with it. Oh, Natural Born Killers. Mm. Yeah, a movie by Oliver Stone and the soundtrack by Trent Reznor. Indeed. A local boy. Yes, yes. He's uh, from an hour north of us up in the uh, uh, Mercer County area. Yeah, this uh, this sound, this this soundtrack actually has one of my favorite Nine Inch Nails songs, "Burn." Yeah, it's great. Um, I love that song. That's great. And, um, I'm trying to think what else. Is. Oh, it's fun. Natural Born Killers. Of, uh, oh, and that's weird. Uh, Lewis is in that. Uh, Julia Lewis is in the movie. Oh yeah. Yeah, I mean she plays the evil counterpart. Doesn't didn't she have a band too? I think so. I know some of us, some of those, you guys out there will correct us on that, but um, if you can actually help us out and find out that band, I'd like to know. A lot of great uh, artists on here Peter Gabriel, Patsy Cline, um, Nine Inch Nails, Mm -hmm. Bob Dylan, Cowboy Junkies, Patti Smith, Dan Zanes, L7's on here, Leonard Cohen. um, L7, L7 has another album out um, or coming out. They released some tracks. They did a show in Europe recently uh, that blew everybody out of the water. Apparently, they still got it. So I look forward to the resurgence of L7 and their new album. I heard one song, and I really liked it. I liked it a lot. Um, let's see. Oh, and speaking of festivals, <laughs> I went to uh, Picklesburg. Picklesburg. The Pickles Fest. <laughs> And you told me somebody else was there, and we may have crossed paths. Yeah, originally I was going to go to it, actually. And um, well, I was going to go uh, with my wife and another couple. That um, it's, it's actually her friend and her, and her husband now. Um, but um, the husband decided not to go, so they made it a girl's trip, and uh, my wife actually went to that. And did they uninvited you? Yeah, I was uninvited. <laughs> yeah. Well, I made it out there. It was one of my first outings after getting out of the hospital. God, that sounds terrible. But um, it was fun. Uh, it was on the, the Roberto Clemente Bridge. A lot of people, I heard. A lot of people, a lot of pickles. Yeah. <laughs> Different kinds of pickles. I had a pickle dipped that was soaked in maple 
syrup and whiskey. And then there was another one that had uh, somehow they got a stick of provolone inside the pickle and wrapped it in bacon. Uh, My wife has a picture she took that I haven't seen yet, but she says she has it of uh, there's a big pickle over top of her head in the picture. I know know the picture. And she was reaching up, tickling the pickle. Oh, that's hilarious. We didn't think to do that. (laughs) It was hard to get under that dumb pickle. Anyway, Picklesburg. Hey, I got the T-shirt. It was fun. I didn't booze that day. No beer for me. Was, you know, again, out of the hospital, straight jacket and all that shit. That was a lie. No straight jacket. Um, How about pickle juice? Did pickle they juice, that? they did, yes. Uh, Ms. D tried it. Um, yeah. And, oh, you could also buy shots of uh, pickle juice if you want. so wanted to partake. It was uh, uh, pickle juice and vodka, I think. That's disgusting. It sounds awful, and from the looks on people's faces, it was that. Yeah, I know we're all over the place here today, folks, but that's that's how it is when we're unfocused and having a good time. Um, and but caffeinated. and caffeinated, yes, very caffeinated here. And, uh, the Picklesburg was really funny because the shirt I'm wearing—that's where I was going with it. I'm wearing my Slayer shirt, like I said earlier. And at Picklesburg, as I'm walking through the crowd, somebody just screams Slayer. Oh. I was like, Slayer! <laughs> we just walked by, like you know, just two cars passing in the night, you know. And sure enough, the guy had his shirt on too. And, <laughs> Even at a pickles festival, yeah. there is there are Slayer fans, rabid Slayer. Fans. I remember after that Slayer show, we went. My brother and I we went to Sheets afterwards, probably an hour away from the show, and um, we did too. There was That's there funny. were. All kinds of Slayer fans in there, wearing their Slayer shirts or wearing whatever. And um, everybody, as they come in and as they leave, every time somebody came in, every time they left, Slayer! Exactly. Slayer! And Sheets, for all you non-Pittsburghers or Pennsylvanians, is a is a Pennsylvania branch of like a, what do you want to call it, like a made-to-order 7-Eleven type stuff. Yeah. Uh, but that's where the drunks go. And, and yeah, I was a regular. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. Oh, fun times. Yeah, we ended up at, uh, at Sheets too. Uh, this next one, uh, Pulp Fiction, classic, fantastic film. Uh, depending on your tastes, uh, I think the soundtrack is a very, very good one. Uh, oh, wow, the Statler Brothers were on this, Flowers on the Wall. I do like that song. Um, let's see, I really wasn't a fan of Girl, You'll Be a Woman Soon because it got killed. That was Urge Overkill. Mm-hmm. And they were expected when I was in college to be like the next big thing. They really just had like two songs yeah uh nothing ever happened as that and they had a horrible video um but yeah i don't know then you got like cool in the gang jungle boogie (laughs) (laughs) al green made it to the pulp fiction soundtrack let's stay together uh chuck berry you never can tell and yes that's the cd I, i own this um i just forgot about it i forgot what was on this uh, what the heck? Royale with cheese. They actually have the explanation on there. <laughs> I, it, it, hilarious. Uh, is there anything on there that appeals to you? Hmm. So I'm about to get to one. Is this one that I didn't like? I'm trying to think. There. I keeps talking about things Ricky I like. Nelson, Dusty Springfield. I like them. Some hateful soundtracks out there yeah. too. But yeah, we, I should yeah, touch. B- back in the, the '90s, the Crow soundtrack was the shit. Oh yeah, the original. And then oh, the yeah. second one wasn't bad. It was better than the movie, uh, but the crow. The sound, movie was okay. The second one, Iggy Pop, I, it was okay. Yeah, but the soundtrack was better, yeah, oh, in yeah. my opinion. Oh yeah, 
But the original Crow soundtrack, 50-50 shot right there, you got 100% greatness, movie and soundtrack. Yeah, there's a um, there's a um, recreated version of a, a My Life with a Thrill Kill cult song Ooh. on there called After the Flesh that they did yes. that is like they played live in that in in the uh, yes. in the club scene in that love and, that uh, yeah when they just shoot a, things that, up that's a great song and um uh the Cure song that's on there also called Burn that's one of my favorite Cure songs great. ever written it's fantastic I love it yes it is great I'm gonna hand you this one here because you may have missed this along the way um oh I saw that movie the soundtrack will blow you away. Yeah, let's see what's on here. You uh, should tell them what you're looking at. Yeah, so this is the faculty soundtrack. Um, it's about a alien invasion uh, uh, in a local town and a bunch of high schoolers. And um, Robert Patrick is in it, Richie's brother. Yeah. You guys would know him as T. Was it T two thousand, T one thousand? What the hell was he called in the second Terminator? Yeah, Terminator. He was T one thousand. T one thousand. He was the yeah. the liquid. Terminator. Yeah, so there's, uh, let's see, the class of 99 made up of Lane Staley from Alice in Chains. That's so good. Tom Morello from Rage Against the Machine. Stephen Perkins. He so was good. from uh, Chains Addiction. Chains Addiction, yeah. yeah. Uh, Martin Lenoble and Matt Serletic. I don't know those guys, but uh, The Offspring's on here. Well, the, 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 the class of, what is it? 99. 99, they do Another, another Brick in the Wall. Another Brick in the Wall. I think Fucking amazing version of it. It's heavy. It's good. And then uh, Creed. I was not a fan of Creed. No, 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 no. Scott Stapp, no. Soul Asylum, I like them. Oh, they're great. I just listened to David Perner do an interview um, because he just did a show with Collective Soul. I guess they're doing like a double bill. Hmm. Uh, Soul Asylum, and uh, they're only doing, they're they're opening up, I should say. It's not a double bill. They're opening, and they only do six songs, and they're hard-pressed to pick what to play because they had like more than six hits. Yeah. But they have a huge catalog. Uh, on top of that so they play the six songs you'd expect them to play but they change it up every night and throw in an old one too because they folks they were around longer than you think soul asylum yeah they they weren't all about the runaway trains early 80s late 80s Mm -hmm. yeah Yeah, they go back to and they earlier stuff that david perner even said that he was embarrassed of but he because they were a little punkier before Mm -hmm. they branched out but he said, you know, he was just like, yeah, some of it sounds like shit. But he's still proud of it. And he's a funny dude. If you ever yeah. listen to him talk, oh, my God. He, he's he's an amazing dude. But You know who's a funny guy that I like to listen to talk that does stand-up is uh, Henry Rollins. Oh, Rollins God, yeah. Band. yeah, he's, Black Flag. Oh, yeah, Black Flag. But just as a you know, Rollins band. Yes, and I he just, had his own show. I just watched his show on Showtime. Did you see that? It's great. Yeah, it was really good. Yes. But he had a show prior to that that I forget what channel he was on where he would just interview people. And it was so good. He, I, it only ran for like a season or two. Yeah, you know, I think he still does that. I think he good. he writes for, uh, I want to say it's the LA Weekly or something like that. And he also has a show that he does interviews. Ah. Um, it's a podcast, kind of like this one. But um, Garbage is on the faculty soundtrack. Yes, they Love are. Love Garbage. Yeah. yeah one man. of my favorite bands. In Shirley Manson. Stabbing Westward. Yes. They just got back together. Which song is that on uh, Stabbing Westward does in the faculty soundtrack? Haunting Me. Yeah, that's good. That's also on an album, though. Darkest Days, I think? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Cheryl, Cheryl Crow. Yeah, I, I, hey, I have a thing for Cheryl Crow, too. Mm-hmm. I saw her live. Really good. Mm-hmm. Really good rock and roll, man. Plays a mean bass. 
and she plays it on standing on top of a piano that she also played. Really? Uh, yeah, she was very good live. Saw her at Jones Beach on Long Island and uh, with Train and uh, a couple of reggae bands. And I have to admit, Train was good. <laughs> I, I, I drops of Jupiter. We all know that. Yeah. But they're they're a pretty happening rock band, like live. I was surprised at how good they were. I mean, you know, me being a metalhead, you know, I, I was taken aback. Like maybe I underestimated these guys. Uh, Fuel is another band like that. Or mm-hmm. I underestimated. I go back. I I own the first album, and what a great re-listen. You know, mm-hmm. they, that's a band that ended too early, as far as I'm concerned. And I'm I I've been trying to find out what happened to that lead singer. If you remember, they did that show where they tried to get pick a lead singer for Fuel. Yeah. And they got it. They I think they did an album together. Nothing else really happened. But I don't know what happened to the original lead singer. If he just bowed out gracefully or didn't want to do it, lost his voice, drugs. I have no idea. Yeah, I, I don't know. I never followed hmm. that band. I didn't really follow. I, like I said, I, I had the album because it was one of those like Columbia House where you got a bunch yeah. of free shit. And, uh, and years later, um, I went back and listened to it. I worked uh, worked for a certain corporation, I'll just say, and uh, there was a girl that worked there that was um, uh, like uh, one of those like I guess dancers in the club that they paid to dance on a well yeah on a pole at Metropole they they danced in cages and shit oh yeah and um, she was one of those and she liked Fuel and I was just like really like this is what you because she was into orgy and all these danceable things and mm-hmm. she's like no Dave you need to listen. To fuel because if you're a Def Leppard fan and I am of old, oh, yeah. first three albums, mm-hmm. I care. Maybe four if you're into hysteria. Love old Def Leppard. Oh, like, I love that album. Well, she compared them the guy the charisma of Joe Elliott and Def Leppard live. That's how Fuel was. They pulled you right in. But I, I, here I am talking about Fuel and they're not even on a soundtrack that I have right now. <laughs> it's so bizarre where I'm going with this. But this is kind of funny. This is something that millennials don't run into. Um, <laughs> not too often, right here. Okay, so I, I, the end of days soundtrack. I have the cassette here. This movie sucked, really bad. Uh, I thought oh, it was good. All right, I'll go back and watch it. You know why I like it? But I'll tell you why. You go ahead. And I'll tell I, you I'm why. just saying the soundtrack. Corn, Everlast, professional murder music, which I, I really enjoy. Limp Biscuit, uh, Guns and Roses, Prodigy, Rob Zombie, Eminem, Power Man, Five Thousand got there. Uh, Sonic Youth, agreed. <laughs> but uh, a lot of this stuff is really good. This is a great soundtrack. I hated the movie. But... I lo- I I actually like this movie, and and an- another reason why I like the movie was uh, Kevin Key from Skinny Puppy did oh. a lot of the creepy sounds that are throughout the movie, and Arnold Schwarzenegger actually called him the Scaremeister, <laughs> and he has a album that uh is called you could download it but you can also go to his site and you could buy it um it's uh music snippets that were produced for film that uh he actually called it scaremeister so it's him and his engineer they work with um uh ken um high watt he's known as high watt um he's also he he himself is in a band but i can't think of the name of it right now but um yeah, Scaremeister. Well, you're right. re-educating me here yeah. now. Maybe I need to go back and give End of Days another watch. Yeah, but I thought the, mm-hmm. I thought the film was good. I mean... Mm-hmm. What is wrong with you all? I don't understand what is happening! All right. Not, not, not as good as, say, like, um, what was the other film that was filmed during that time that had... Um, uh, uh, it was filmed at... Little uh, Nicky? <laughs> Well, no. That's, that's a good. I love that movie. A lot of She's people hate that movie. I think it's good. In it. that's 
<laughs> yeah, man. Um, but th- what I was getting at earlier, with the, the problem that millennials don't have is I opened my jewel case here for the, uh, the CD for End of Days, and the CD's not in there. What's in there, because this is where my mind was, Les Claypool of uh. Wales and Woe. <laughs> Somehow that got its way in here, and when I open up my Les Claypool actual CD, End of Days in there. So God knows what I was doing the day that I mixed up these two CDs. Oh, I know what it was. Stigmata. Do you oh. ever see that movie? No, but I just dropped that. Stigmata, yeah. I liked it. Yeah. Uh, what's her face? Uh, that was one of the... She was in Little Nicky. I can't yeah. think of her name. Uh, the little, she's one of the uh, Arquettes. Yeah. She was Patricia Arquette. Patricia Arquette, yeah. And she, well, we would know her from uh, Freddy Days, too. Back, way back when, I think. God, it's been a while. Anyway, uh, let me put my, I'm going to put my Primus CD where it belongs. After, it's probably been sitting here for about 18 years. <laughs> um, and I'm putting, oh, I almost did it again. Look at that. Look what I did. End of day. <laughs> Put that in the jewel case for end of days. And here, Les Claypool, get into your damn cover. All right. Now, uh, let's see here. Moving on. Good movie, decent soundtrack. The X-Files, Fight the Future. Uh, once again, who got on here? A lot of our favorites. Um, I'm surprised at some of these that got on here. But I love Filter's version of One by Three Dog Night. Oh, yeah. That's a great, that great is- interpretation and i've seen three dog night three times live while they were all still alive you know i want to say that i did see three dog night my parents and i think i mentioned this before they used to take us three ws locally here um Hmm. was it 94.5 that sounds right ws i'm not from here but i remember that they uh they used to have these concerts in the summer where a lot of bands like um uh the four seasons and chubby checker and like um all those old like 40s and 50s bands like uh the temptations and um uh um you know just a lot of bands like that they would go and they they took us to those shows and we we listened to a lot of uh three dog night was one of those bands Hmm. that that we got to see that's awesome as children we got you know and they were good that's a good it's a good nostalgia good uh stuff i grew up listening to my dad's 45s and then he decided to actually take me to see them at uh, westbury music fair on Long Island, which is a great place in the round, exclusive theater. Um, now I don't even know if you get tickets to get in there anymore. But we saw them every time they came, and that was three times. So, <laughs> very cool. Oh, man, here's one that, okay, this is, this, this is some controversy on this one. This is what you call debatable. That's right, debatable. Um, Strangeland, D. Snyder. Are you fucking serious? Hmm. I love the soundtrack. I remember when this movie was coming out, and I thought that it was going to be good, and uh, I I don't think I was a fan of this movie. I don't really remember it, but uh, I, I think I remember it not being good. But the soundtrack, I mean, pfft, listen to this. Well, D. Snyder, I mean, of course, D. Snyder's a great artist, uh, musically. He just sold uh, all his uh, Twisted Sister rights. He did? Yeah, and he's focusing on uh, just his new stuff. Hmm. Yeah. He's coming here, or he came here already. But anyway, go ahead. So, Seven Dust. Mm. Megadeth. Mm-hmm. Pantera. Mm-hmm. Anthrax. Oh, yeah. Snot. I don't think I ever heard of that. Oh, yeah, you did. Yeah, that guy died. The lead singer died. That's what that song's about. Um, Angels. Seven Dust did that song. Angel. Oh, God. The Angels song. I can't think of it now. But when he died, um, he was... Ugh. They were huge, Snot. They were supposed yeah. to be the next big thing, but he, he died. Cold Chamber. Oh, I love them. That's a great song yeah. on there. Bile. I love Bile. Love Bile. 
Oh my God! What's the last album they they put out? It was like this huge comeback. Uh, radio hate radio. Yeah, I think that's oh, what it was. Bile, so good. Maryland. That song. What's the song again? It's so good. The bile in, in league. It, 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 we, oh, love yeah. that tune. Love that tune. Marilyn Manson, mm-hmm. Soulfly, Head PE, Kid Rock. Man, the Clay People. I, I think I good. Oh, you'd like Clay People. That's a good yeah. throwback if you're an industrial fan. They really weren't an industrial band, but they get put into that slot. Yeah. Uh, very gruff vocals, um, heavy guitars, but not noisy. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, like some industrial or some death metal is, they weren't either. Hmm. Or both, the way you look at it. I don't know. Clay people are just good. System of a Downs on here. Nashville Pussy. There you go. Yeah. Uh, Twisted Sister. Yeah, it's great. It's so weird. <laughs> now, the, 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 part, the real controversy comes in here. People, most people hate that movie, but the people that love it, Really love it. My friend Christine Starkey, this is one of her favorite movies of all time. You met Christine, right? Did you meet Christine? I can't remember. Uh, Well, she's in the movie The The Other Side. She was the leading lady, and she's been on here a lot, Christine. Hmm. A great girl. But this is one of her favorite movies. And I understand why. If you see the movie, how it takes a complete reverse, Mm -hmm. the killer becomes the hero. Like he gets, or what is he gets brainwashed into becoming a good guy, forgetting what he used to be. And it's just it's a role reversal. I mean, it's it's not well executed, <laughs> poorly executed, but fun. Yeah. And I'm not gonna say I love this movie. I love the soundtrack. Yeah. And the movie is just something you need to see at some point. <laughs> and if you like D. Snyder, you'll love the movie. <laughs> <laughs> this next one, I'm not a real big fan of the movie or the soundtrack, even though they're both. Um, Supposed to be my time period. <laughs> I was into much heavier shit than this. Um, going back, it's really good. It's a good soundtrack, and the movie's decent. I don't remember the soundtrack, but I do remember the movie, and I liked it. Gross Point Blank. Yeah. With uh, John Cusack yeah. and Minnie Driver. Yeah. Minnie Monkey Driver. <laughs> I used to call her Monkey Face because she had there's those some, little pudgy a, cheeks. There's actually some really good stuff on here, though. Yeah. yeah. David Bowie and Queen the did Clash. Un- Under Pressure, The Clash. Violent Femmes, Guns N' Roses, mm-hmm. Faith No More, Pete Townsend, Yep, The English Beat. Yeah, there's some practices of mediocrity there, too. But, yeah, that's supposed to be like the reunion, the high school reunion movie for people my age at the time. And I got to tell you, I didn't know anybody other than the class, anybody that was listening to the stuff that's on there. Guns N' Roses, Faith No More, but... Um, you know, a lot of this stuff was actually before our time, and Violent Femmes didn't become popular till college days for me. So they yeah. were they were later, but yeah, a uh, good soundtrack, a movie I remember being okay. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, but yeah, just okay, just okay. It's passable. Oh wait, wait, wait. Yeah. This is uh, a tiny favorite here. Um, Clueless, the soundtrack, probably has the best song by. Let's see here. I really, Luscious Jackson, uh, here. It's better than the their other hit, uh, Naked Eye. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's better. It's it's more fun. It's more upbeat. Clueless is a fun soundtrack for a somewhat decent movie. Yeah. Um, uh, the Muffs are on here. Cracker got on here. I forgot they got on here. Uh, World Party, I can care less about. Radiohead, Jesus Christ. I know, everybody loves them. I know. You know what? what's funny about, it's not really funny, but I mean, that movie, Paul Rudd, the actor in yeah. that movie. yeah. He is not aged. I swear the man is not aged. I know it's weird. He's, yeah. yeah. He's like dipped in Admantium or yeah. something. <laughs> How about Coolio is on here? Uh, rolling with my homies. 
Uh, Mighty Mighty Boss Tones. Jeez, uh, Beastie Boys, of course. Mullet Head. Uh, that's a little-known Beastie Boys song, unless you have this. And Jill Sabul. Sabul? I don't know how to say Bull. How do you say Bull? How do you say her name? Who is it? Exactly. Jill, so, Jill so Buell. Yeah. Uh Supermodels, the song. I'm pretty sure I never got that far. It's number 14 and the last song. Mm. Uh, Velocity Girl, not bad. Supergrass, they were supposed to be a big deal. Um, yeah. And I don't think it actually happened in America. I think it happened over in Europe more. Counting Crows, of course. Uh, Smoking Popes. Yeah, this was a very mediocre soundtrack now that I look at it, but I really like the Luscious Jackson song on here, and I'm not alone on that one. I know other people that like that one. And you're going to laugh at me for this, and a lot of, some people actually hate me for it, and um, some people that have lived with me hate me for this one. I love this movie because I lived one of the characters in this, um, and the soundtrack is freaking cool as hell. But a practice in... Um, Cable guy, psychosomatic. Uh, uh, well, we'll just say more of a social. <laughs> How do you, he was a sociopath beyond anything I've ever seen before in my life. The cable guy, and uh, I, I was, ba- I was definitely the the Matthew Broderick character that had this crazy dude best friends. Um, he was he was kind of just one of these guys. My buddy Lance, and if he listens to this, he'll admit to it. He used to break into my house to wake me up and drag me out early in the morning so we can go do stupid shit. Uh, go to the mall, go to the beach. But because he was bored and couldn't sleep and hopped up on caffeine. But why? Why? He'd break through my window. There was a ground floor. He'd just come through, move the, the, the air conditioner, and wake my ass up. And what's worse, my parents sometimes, my mom at the time, um, would let him in the house to wake me up on a Saturday. I worked nights to like, I worked in a nightclub till like 3 a.m. I get home and I wanted to sleep because that's when I slept because I have to do it again that Saturday night. My mother would let him in the house to wake me up. He would literally abduct me and I would forget, you know, throwing beers down my throat, which wasn't a difficult thing, but he, I, <laughs> I was at his mercy in his Monte Carlo just driving all over Long Island and he knew everybody so we had to stop here stop there and i'm like dude i have to get home i have to sleep i have to change i have to shower i have to go work tonight and I, oh fuck that man you don't have to do that yes i do <laughs> he was the cable guy he was my cable guy he used to come into my house and literally make ice sculptures in my freezer now i don't even know how he thought of this but the first time he came to my house his name's lance again he was the jim carrey character in the cable guy the first time he came to my house i wasn't there I was literally, I was at work or at school still. And somehow he came to my house. He's knocking on the door. My dad was living at the house, living with us at the time. Opens the door and the dude, Lance, is knock, he's knocking with his head. Okay, he's knocking the door with his head. <laughs> and my dad lets him in. And, you know, day's not here yet. And it, I, I called home for some other reason. And my dad's like, yeah, your friend Lance is here. I was like, Jesus Christ, how long has he been there? And he's like, well, he's currently yelling at the TV, watching a football game that's not on. Uh, yeah. So he'd been that there all? for like an hour? Or? He had been, he was there an hour before I got, this is the first time he's at my house. The first time. And my dad just let him in. And then he picked up the phone and started screaming on the phone to nobody. There's nobody there. And my dad is just witnessing all this. And then he found time to, he took a spray bottle of water. Um, 
I don't know if it was a water gun. I don't remember how he did this. It might have been an empty Windex bottle that he filled with water. And he took a bunch of marshmallows and made a pyramid out of ice and marshmallows in my freezer that I would have to find later on. My mother found it. And, and like, it was creative. It was genius. I'm like, this is amazing. And it's going to be here for a long time. And we're not going to be able to use this fucking freezer now because he made this ice sculpture. <laughs> you know, like, my mom had to come home and find that one. And I'm like, yeah, well, Dad let Lance in the house. And that, that's nothing. That's Lance is another episode. But, yeah, I live the cable I, guy. I have stories like that for another episode. Please, please yeah. share. Uh, but yeah, well, I guess I'm going to close it off with this. I, I mentioned the Crow soundtrack. Um, God, it's funny. My favorite on here is an unlikely one. Machines of Loving Grace, Gagotha Tenement Blues. Great band. I miss that band. I love that song. Yeah, yeah. yeah I, I miss them too. We were talking about them on an earlier episode, the one before this one. But just go through that soundtrack. I mean, the, the Crow, I think, is the, the winner here. Yeah, The Cure... Machines of Love and Grace, Stone mm-hmm. Temple Pilots, Nine Inch Nails, Rage Against the Machine, mm-hmm. Violent Femmes, Rollins Band, Helmet, yeah. one of my favorites. <laughs> Fuck yeah. Pantera, For Pain? Love Not Fuck. Lisa. Do you, do you remember Slip that? Slipside Melting. Um, I have their album. Uh, that is the best thing they will ever do. That song. That yeah. album. They're hor- it's a horrendously bad album. Yeah. Yeah. I, the, for, I'm sorry, guys. It is. Um, <laughs> I, but that song, Slipside Melting, is good. Yeah, but you can hear tinges in that where the guy's voice gets a little grating on your nerves, <laughs> and that's how the album. I'm gonna have to ends. go back and listen to it. The song is good. The guitars are great. The music's great. The singer's decent, and then he just kind of towards the end, you're kind of like, "Ooh, should he be doing that?" Uh, My life with a throw kill cult. The Jesus and Mary Chain. You a fan? Not enough. Yeah. I don't own any of their music, and the few things I've heard, I, I really liked. Yeah, they're really good. Another another band like them, Black Rebel Motorcycle. Yes, love, love those guys. Oh, that I have everything. I even have yeah. Howl, the uh, acoustic yeah, double. Yeah, that's album. a great album. I have to go back in my mellow. Like I said, in my mellower older days. I need to go back and listen to yeah. them a little more. They're good. And uh, oh, shit, Medicine and James Syberry. Yeah, this was James a, this Syberry. is this is a great. Song. Can't rain all the time. That's the yep. record you hear when you know it's on the vinyl when they're. Well, that's what's playing in the movie. But yeah, I think that was, was that supposed to be his band? I don't remember now. But um, yeah, The Crow is a great revisit and the soundtrack is an even better revisit. And uh, we're going to wrap this thing up here very shortly. Um, find me on Twitter at Fairly Dark and go to, you can get all our shows at uh, www.society-13.com. That's all our podcasts. There's quite a few on there now. All Kettle Whistle Radio shows are there, as well as um, my site, www.fairlydarkproductions.com. And take a look at my books, guys. Uh, So we can keep doing this. I really would appreciate it. And uh, my publisher would like it, too, because I have other stuff coming out. But I have to show them some creds, you know. Got to sell some books. I'd appreciate anything. There's a comic book that's really cheap. It's like 4 bucks um, for Demon Eye. And you can find the trailer to Demon Eye on YouTube and on my page. But look up Demon Eye Comic on YouTube and you can see the trailer, the soundtrack. The sound is uh, the music is done by Magnet School. Great band I had on here. They're currently touring in Japan. Uh, Demon Eye is an anime, full color, 26 pages. And I'm looking to get issue two and then some on. But people need to buy this thing for that to happen. Um, but yeah, you can read issue two in Dwelling in the Dark. I have uh, story one and story two 
of um, Demon Eye in that if you really are jonesing for part two. Hopefully you pick up part one. And uh, Facebook for both of us, Kettle Whistle Radio is on Facebook. And uh, I am going to close with something else, but what else you got? I think, I'm, I, I think that's all I got. Okay, well, yeah. going to go out with something horrific. Um, well, the, one of the worst movies ever, and is deemed as one of the worst sequels ever made. Oh, I think I know what you're going to say. Yeah, <laughs> and it, I, I, and as a horror fan, I hate the movie um, because the first one's so good. But The Howling Part 2. Uh, Howling 2. Horrendously bad movie. Everybody in the horror room will agree with that. There was one reason to listen, listen Jesus Christ, to watch it, and that's to hear uh, the song The Howling by Steve Parsons' Babel uh, remix as a dance remix and everything else. And it was pretty cool goth music for the time. If you're into like Sisters of Mercy, just not as good as them. Uh, danceable rock and roll basically done over in England. But um, yeah, their song Howling, <laughs> it's decent. And it's the only thing to come out of that movie that was worth a shit. <laughs> uh, yeah, I choke even when I say that but yeah you're about to hear it <laughs> so uh, we'll get into a little bit of the howling thanks for listening guys uh, I think you've listened to us babble enough um, and uh, go back and listen and if you missed the collide episode definitely listen to that definitely listen to that and uh, we'll have more for you in the future we're working on some things here we got some iron in the irons in the works right that's right. Don't we? I think we do. All right. Thanks for listening. And folks, friends, and fiends, I'm going to sign off. I'm going to let Sean say goodnight. Good night, everybody.
Welcome to the Candle Power Hour. Come with us backstage, behind the scenes of show business spanning over four decades and bringing you the experiences that can only be told by the people who were there. Our guests are from the A-list, the F-list, and everyone in between. Get set for some of the most insane, hilarious, and inspiring stories you will ever hear. I'm Mercury. And I'm Diego. Your host for the The Candle Candle Power Power Hour. Today is working for me. Do you believe that for yourself? Hey, I'm Pastor Julie, and I want to empower you through encouragement, inviting you to my podcast, Big Truth Encouragement, where I unpack living a faith-filled life. I created my podcast for the ladies, but gentlemen, you'll gain something too. So I invite you to listen to Big Truth Encouragement on Electricast and any platform where you listen to your podcast. Electricast. Electric acid. 